This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Along with incredible shampoo and conditioner, they have an intensive repair treatment that you can use once a week. They also have a lightweight hair oil. There's a leave-in treatment and there's also a glossing detangler, which I need because lately I want to do my hair in like a slicked back look, but my hair's too frizzy. Get 15% off Lola V with the code MOMROOM at www.lolav.com slash MOMROOM and Lola V is L-O-L-A-V-I-E. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. This episode is supported by Puddles and Play. Puddles and Play was founded by a Canadian mom that was always on the hunt for high quality toys. All the products are professionally crafted by local small businesses that specialize in quality children's toys. All the toys are made with solid wood. They're fully sanded and painted with non-toxic oils and paints, with 10% of all purchases being donated to CHEO, which is the Children's Hospital of Eastern Ontario. I actually used to work there. It's probably a good idea to invest in some indoor toys like indoor climbers, you know, those things that are shaped like a triangle and made out of wood, wooden puzzles, magnetic trains. You have to check out their website. They have a really cute thing called a wobble board and also a rainbow rocker. We recently ordered Milo their multi-fold climber and I cannot wait to get it. I think he is going to love it. Puddles and Play ships anywhere in Canada and some products are able to be shipped to the US. They are giving the Mom Room podcast listeners a 15% discount when you use the code THEMOMROOM at www.puddlesandplay.ca. You can find them on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at puddlesandplay.ca. And remember, it is promo code the mom room for 15% off your purchase. Check out the episode notes for more details. So today I'm speaking with Dr. Olivia Rose. She has been a naturopathic doctor in the GTA, which is Greater Toronto Area. I know people outside of Toronto think that that means Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> like the video <laughs> game. So it's the Greater Toronto Area for listeners outside of Toronto. For over 15 years, she has built a thriving private practice centered around evidence-based and traditional naturopathic medicine helping hundreds of patients reach their optimal well-being. She's now the clinic director of the Rose Health Clinic, which is a multidisciplinary health and wellness center in Toronto. And today we are talking all about menopause, which I'm super excited about. But first, I thought you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your training and your practice in Toronto. 
Sure. Yes. So prior to becoming a naturopathic doctor, I graduated from the University of Guelph, just an hour outside of Toronto with a degree in nutritional and nutraceutical sciences. After that, that's when I went to the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine, where I did four years of study to become a naturopathic doctor. I've been in practice almost 15 years now. And although I have multiple focuses in practice, I tend to see a lot of menopause, perimenopause, and women's hormonal health in general. And that tends to be one of my major focus areas. I have a multidisciplinary practice where I have a counselor, health and wellness coach, a massage therapist, two nutritionists, medical estheticians, and there's three of us naturopathic doctors. Am I forgetting anyone? I think I got everyone. And so we're just uh, located in the south part of Scarborough, close to the water, beautiful area. And it's been great. I mean, it's COVID and it's been a little bit crazy to survive. We opened the practice in 2019, just a month before Christmas. And then we had our our open house February 14th or 15th. And then a month later, that was it. Womp womp. <laughs> we were down. But but I mean, you know, we continue to see people virtually and and uh, continue to to you know do our thing. And yeah, we're we're hanging in there. So when I get lots of requests like, oh, you know, do you want to have this person on your podcast like to talk about this topic? And I'm never really that interested. For the most part, I pick people like, oh, this topic or this topic. And I search people out. And then when I got the email that was like, you know, Dr. Olivia Rose, and she wants to talk about menopause, like specializes in menopause. I was like, oh my God, how have I never (laughs) thought about this topic? It is amazing. So I just turned 36, have never spoken about menopause to anyone. I know kind of what it is. You know, it's when we stop getting our period, but that is about the extent of my knowledge. So can you just explain to us what menopause is and what is actually happening to the body? So menopause, like you said, is really the point in time in a woman's life where your menstrual cycles end. That's about it. But it's not. <laughs> it's it's simply put. But really, in order for a woman to be fully in menopause, you would have to have not had a period for a year. So if you get to month 11 without a period and then all of a sudden your period comes, you are not in menopause technically. You have to go year without a period and more, but that is the technical definition of it. But it's the time that's leading up to menopause that is actually a particular interest because that is the time when the hormones start to fluctuate. It's like it's like leading up to this this menopause, the, the cessation of your, your cycles. And we call this phase perimenopause or the menopause transitional phase. And during this time, the levels of your main hormones, progesterone and estrogen, tend to fluctuate. And this great fluctuation is really what leads to a lot of the uncomfortable symptoms that women experience. Yeah. I just realized, as you said, menopause, the name is menopause. Like it just clicked into my head what that actually means. So when it comes to perimenopause, how long can someone be in that stage right before it actually stops fully? 
We say the 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 fit. Okay, so it can happen. It can start anywhere in your from your late thirties and go all the way up into your fifties before you actually see your period end. But for the majority of cases that I see in practice, it tends to be mid forties where you're going to start to get mid to late forties. The the menopausal symptoms may begin. The the key ones being the night sweats and the hot flashes. The 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 main most known symptoms are. are those two particular symptoms and they can start anywhere from late 30s and go all the way up into your 50s but it's it's mostly the bracket is between age 45 and age 55 and can those things happen like the night sweats and the the hot flashes the hot flashes yeah can those ones happen before you have any changes in your actual period Yes. Yeah. And there are sometimes women who are, they have their regular cycles and they might go through a period of hormonal fluctuation where they're getting night sweats at night or they're getting hot flashes. So it's really a symptom that is associated with menopause, but it could also happen for in during PMS for some, some women, right? So just as a, a symptom that happens with their monthly cycles, and it's just a sign that there is some hormonal fluctuations happening. And so do people start to experience these symptoms and obviously they don't like it. So then they go to see a a physician or a naturopathic doctor. And then is it confirmed through blood work? Is that how it works? It's mostly based on your symptoms and what you're experiencing. So some of the symptoms of perimenopause that we're considering here are things like irregular cycles, for example. So your cycles might start to become a little bit more irregular. You you might miss a cycle. You might get two periods in one month. That's one that you might see. You might get spotting in between your your period. I don't want that one. No. (laughs) One period a month is enough. (laughs) I know. So so, those are some of the period sort of symptoms symptoms that you might see, but you also see things like the night sweats, the sleep disruption. So insomnia, you might see things like mood swings. So if you're more prone to depression and anxiety, for example, you might see that more around happening more around your cycle or just random times when you're having these hormonal fluctuations. Now, there are some blood tests that can be done that, you know, myself, a naturopathic doctor or a medical doctor can do. And this is your FAS. FSH and your LH, two hormones that can be tested in the blood. And that can give you a bit of an indication if you're nearing menopause as they tend to rise in the blood during that time. But typically we look at the symptoms that that are happening and use that to know, you know, if, if there's something that's maybe going a little bit off kilter or just fluctuating with respect to your hormonal profile. So because it's happening because of hormones, if people are on the birth control pill, does that mask you entering perimenopause? Or is it common for people to be on the birth control that late in life? Yes, it is possible. And actually, some people opt to go on the birth control pill if they find that they're entering this stage in life and their hormones are fluctuating, fluctuating, and particularly when it comes to their period being a little bit off, they're not, or they're missing their period. They may actually go on the pill to help regulate their cycles, and that that helps them and makes them feel more more comfortable. Um, of course, I'm a naturopathic doctor; I don't prescribe the pill, and I'm always looking at ways to support someone more natural. But that those are those are 
we have options. You know, it's it's a time where as a woman, you need to have choice. And if that means that you want to look into hormone therapy, then that's an option. If you want to look into natural therapies, there are fantastic options that way as well. But that in, in a sense, what you said there, it can sort of mask. Sometimes you might not know that you've actually entered menopause when you're on the pill and the periods might become more and more scanty to the point where you finally stop the pill and you realize that you're already in menopause. So, so that, that can happen. That is possible for sure. Yeah. I'm just picturing a drastic change, you know, if you're on the pill, on the pill, not noticing, and then you stop them and it's like, you know, <laughs> it's not a gradual <laughs> progression. Yeah. And it's interesting that I actually see people, people coming to see me after that. So they decide they want to come off the pill. They've been on it for many, many years, and they're just concerned about some of the health issues that might arise from being on the pill for so long. The pill does deplete certain nutrients like magnesium and other ones. So they might come to me and say, you know what, I'm, I'm done. I think I'm around menopause. I'm not sure. Is there anything I could do naturally? And so they come off and they start getting the symptoms. And that's when they, you know, they come to see me and then we'll support with lifestyle changes and herbs and stuff like that we can get into a little bit later as well. This episode is brought to you by Magic Spoon. You guys know I have been very intentional with what we've been eating lately. I'm looking at protein, I'm looking at sugar content, and avoiding things like artificial ingredients or colorings. Milo used to always want pancakes or waffles in the mornings, and now he is getting into cereal, and I'm so excited because Magic Spoon is the perfect option. Their variety pack has four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. They have zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four to five grams of carbs per serving. They're made with wholesome ingredients, no artificial flavors or dyes, and I'm just so happy that he's getting a good amount of protein before he goes off to school. And it's a great snack for me and my husband too, because 13 to 14 grams of protein in the cereal, now you add a high protein milk, you're set. That is such a high protein snack or meal. I should also mention that it is gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. So go to magicspoon.com slash momroom to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code momroom at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So try a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon cereal today at magicspoon.com slash momroom and use the code momroom to save $5. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. And that is where Little Spoon comes in. Their goal is to make keeping your kid healthy feel like the easiest part of your day so that you can cut through all the drama of mealtime. Little Spoon offers baby blends, biteables, and plates. So baby blends is fresh, organic baby food. They have single ingredients, but also multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. Biteables make the transition to finger foods easy because they are cut perfectly to size, which promotes self-feeding. And of course, all the Biteables are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
And then there are plates for your toddlers and your bigger kids. They are meals that are free of all the bad stuff. They taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. They have things like hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous things like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. Little Spoon also has smoothies and build-it-yourself lunches. Did I mention it all comes right to your door? It is super flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. You can pick up the menu and change up what you order every single time. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You and your kids will love it. It's a huge win-win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Okay, so we talked about the hot flashes and the night sweats. So what are other common symptoms that women would experience? Low libido low arousal, like just not really being very sexually aroused, pain during vaginal intercourse, and some some other symptoms that people might not consider as being a menopausal symptom, like joint pain, back pain, or symptoms like achiness in your joints can happen as well, as your hormones do play a role in sort of balancing your all of your systems, not just your female hormonal systems, right? Memory issues, so cognitive dysfunction, like memory lapses, forgetting things, forgetting Forgetfulness, those are symptoms of menopause as well, or perimenopause, if you will. My son is two and a half, and I remember when I was pregnant, any little issue that I was having, I would start to write into Google, and the answer is always hormones. And <laughs> I know I, I I couldn't believe it. How did I not know that hormones can cause so many things in the body? We don't really learn about them in school or... Yeah. And hormones, they just, they run all of our systems. And so, you know, it's like if your hormones are out of, of whack or if they're not in, in balance, there, first of all, there's so many, so many things that can potentially create imbalances from foods to environment to stress. So one thing I emphasize a lot in practice is getting that foundation in check. And that is for one, trying to manage and, and yourself during stressful periods a little bit better getting different outlets that can be useful to help you manage stress, making sure you're getting good quality sleep to help manage stress. Because when your stress hormone cortisol rises in the blood, especially during this time of perimenopause, that can further exacerbate the, the menopausal symptoms because cortisol tends to actually like just kind of go right through and blunt the response of the thyroid, for example. And that then the thyroid is one of, is like your master hormone hormone and metabolic controller in the body. And when you, when you blunt the response of the thyroid, you're going to then, the thyroid then interacts with your ovaries, which produce progesterone and estrogen. And so if the thyroid's not functioning well, the rest of your hormone system isn't functioning well. So when you're stressed, it's just like downhill from there. It just disrupts everything. Is there any like differences between people that would make one person enter menopause earlier than someone else? Like, are there, I don't want to call it a risk factor because it's not, you know, it's not like a disease. It's not, yeah. it's not an illness, but is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, are there things that would maybe make someone go into it earlier? 
The main thing would be like if someone had to have their ovaries removed for a health condition or had to have like a full hysterectomy. These are conditions where you would instantly go into menopause, which can be a, quite a shock to the body, especially if it happens earlier in your life. And your medical doctor at that point would want to put you on hormone replacement therapy because it'd just be too young to, to go you know, into menopause so, so quickly. And there's definitely some health effects that can occur from going into menopause too soon. So that would be the main thing. There are just this family history. Some people have within their family history, women that go into menopause a bit earlier. So, you know, in their late thirties or early forties, you know, just due to genetic factors. That makes sense. Symptoms and health implications. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that people should know about. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, there are definitely some other health implications. So they, we talked about, you know, the fact that you didn't realize that hormones affect everything. And like you look up a question, it's like, oh, it's because of your hormones. Well, there are other health implications. The two that come to mind and that are the most talked about would be uh, heart disease risk and bone health. So osteoporosis risk. So this is something that we want to be mindful of heading into menopause because when estrogen goes down, your heart disease risk will go up. And that's one of the reasons why we were, I was mentioning if you go into menopause early, your doctor, your medical doctor from that side of things will want to suggest going on some kind of hormonal replacement because of these risk factors will go up. But estrogen plays a really important role balancing or modulating the cardiovascular system. It plays a factor within inflammation and it, it plays a factor in supporting your vasculature. So the narrowing and the widening of your arteries that feed your heart. So when estrogen goes down, we're going to be at more risk for atherosclerosis. So the clogging of the arteries with plaque and then increasing your risk for uh, stroke, heart disease, and hypertension in women. So you'll see these health conditions tend to pop up more during the, the later years. So late forties and fifties and when women enter menopause. And the other one is the osteoporosis. Estrogen acts like a growth hormone in the body. So it does play a really important role in, in growth. And it also plays a really important role in our bone remodeling system. So our bones are in constant fluctuation and turnover. Estrogen tends to inhibit bone resorption. So the degradation of the bone, which happens. So when you have more resorption than building, you get osteopenia and osteoporosis, which, which sucks the brittle bones. And you're more at risk for fractures in particular, like hip fractures, which is something that we tend to see as women get older, if they are dealing with osteoporosis. So that is another thing that you, you know, you want to keep in mind and, and put certain things in place. So uh, weight exercise, uh, making sure that you're taking enough calcium and magnesium and vitamin D, of course, to help build strong, healthy bones way before menopause hits. And this is why these conversations are really good because it's not just about menopause is here. What do I do about it? It's about menopause is coming. <laughs> you know, how do I live my best life and be as healthy as I can, you know, through my lifestyle and diet and what choice herbs and supplements and nutrients should I be focused on so that, you know, I can prevent having the hardest time with menopause and really transition gently into this wonderful time. And that is the case with so many things, right? The preparing and the prevention as opposed to like, oh crap, 
now it's happening. I don't know anything about it because I haven't learned about it, even though I knew it was coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, this is a good conversation. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Which kind of leads me to I and all people that I've talked to that are about my age, 36 and up, haven't really talked much about menopause. Don't know yes. why. So why <laughs> is menopause such a taboo subject in society? And why aren't we talking about it? I know it's a culture of silence, isn't it? Like you don't hear about it until actually you start to experience some kind of weird symptom, you know, and you're like, what is that? Well, according to the menopause at work survey, so Harmony, they conducted a survey with 400 women. And uh, this was, this happened just earlier this year. And they found that 46.8% of Canadian women of menopausal age felt the need to hide menopause symptoms at work. And 23.4% percent have been made to feel uncomfortable by their workplace peers because of a menopausal symptom. So that sucks. So no wonder we're not talking about it. If you go to takeharmony.ca, you could find more about this wonderful survey, get more details. And on that website as well, you'll see some wonderful articles. Yeah. And just learn about some of the natural therapies that they, they provide. There's three different sort of phases of support that they, they provide for menopause because going back to your question we're just not talking about it people are feeling uncomfortable about it and it's been sort of seen as a, a disease or like a health like tr to be treated right and so a lot of women now so here's one reason a lot of women now are sort of shying away from hormone replacement therapy for various reasons there was big studies that came out that kind of blew the lid off things and saying that, you know, this hormone replacement therapy could be increasing your risk for cancers and, and people who are at risk already with a family history of breast cancer or ovarian cancer are definitely not going to be wanting to do hormone, hormone replacement therapy. So you're not going to talk to your doctor about this because you know that they're going to just say here, you know, take the birth control pill or take hormone replacement therapy. So that's one reason I, th I think, but also if you feel that you are going to be ridiculed about your symptoms that you're experiencing at work or look to, to, to seem incompetent at your job or needing extra care, you know, you're not going to want to talk about it. So that's also, also a problem in the media you know, it's been such a thing in the media where you the, you can see it right now in, in different shows where, you know, the woman is taking off all her clothes because she's having a heart flash and, you know, and then everyone's laughing like, you know, and so it's, it's something that's been ridiculed for so long that I think people are just uncomfortable talking about it. So the more conversations that we have like this, I think the, the better it's going to be with respect to people opening up about what they're experiencing during this time. Yeah. And I feel like there's a stigma just with women getting older in general. And so that is kind of like a marker of someone being older. I'm, you know, entering menopause and that's, that's just widespread everywhere, like in the media, on TV, in movies, you know, like a woman getting older, it's not, you know, like George Clooney getting older and it's distinguished and sexy, <laughs> but it's got to change. It's going to change. I swear. <laughs> Yeah, it has to. It, 
Yeah. So, yeah. So I think it's important for people. I think education as well. I think another reason why that people don't talk about this, even women themselves, is because they don't even know all the, we don't, we don't even know. We don't know all the symptoms associated with menopause, right? So you're there, you're not having hot flashes, you're not having night sweats, but you're getting more irritable and you're getting more like a bit more clammy, not having quite having a hot flash or a night sweat, but, but you're starting to forget things, you know, and you, and so you think, oh, I'm just forgetting things, but you know, you could have maybe had a period that came a bit later last month, you know, and other factors that might actually be leading your body into more of a perimenopausal state, which is just a fluctuation in those hormones that you would never know because we don't talk about any of the symptoms. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Women go through so many changes, especially, you know, if you get pregnant, like getting your period, getting pregnant in postpartum, there's like these major increases and drops of hormones throughout our lives. I don't think men have that. I'm not a doctor, but I'm assuming that they don't have that. Like, is this why we don't talk about hormones much and we're not taught about hormones and like, just because it's only women that it happens to? Because I feel like we should be learning about hormones. They're so vital to our existence. And we go through so many stages in life where they're up and down and we get symptoms. So yeah, hopefully it's something that, you know, we start to talk about more and learn about. Yeah, I hope so. But I think it's, I think though, I think we're going to be sort of left to our own devices where we just, we're just going to have to start educating ourselves and, and looking to, you know, a platform like this where we can get information and then follow up with that information by going online and going to reputable sources. So we talked about the hormone replacement therapy and a lot of people are not going that way anymore. So what are some natural ways to manage menopausal symptoms? The first thing I think I alluded to it a few times, it's like hard to avoid, you know, talking about it when you're talking about these symptoms, like what can you do? But the first thing I do is to create that healthy foundation as early as possible. So, you know, it might sound ridiculous to the 25 year old who comes in my practice and she's sitting here, you know, talking about just her period fluctuations or just, you know, birth control or something. And, and, you know, I will talk to her about, will allude to and talk to her about pre-menopause and menopause and what's in store because you know it's important to start that conversation as early as possible because like I said you have to create that foundation you have to start early making sure that you're building strong healthy bones you're not doing things earlier on in your life that could be detrimental to this transitional period later on in your life so that foundation is going to include you know Mediterranean diet or Mediterranean style diet fresh green leafy vegetables low in red meat fish fish oils things like that you want to avoid some of the triggers. So getting into some of the triggers for the night sweats and the hot flashes, and that's hot foods, spicy foods, coffee, caffeine, alcohol, especially before bed. These are things that, you know, even coffee at 12 p.m. could affect and increase the frequency of and the length of and the intensity of your hot flashes or night sweats. Interesting. I have to tell my mom this because she always has an afternoon coffee and I'm like, 
I can only drink coffee in the morning, but she has some of the like getting hot and flushed and stuff. Like she needs to not have that afternoon coffee for sure. Yeah. So, you know, given that information, she can now, you know, kind of change, maybe have it a bit earlier in the day or cut down on how much she has. And that might make a difference for her. So making sure that you are managing your stress. We talked about cortisol and how cortisol can throw up all your different hormonal systems from your thyroid to your ovarian system. So definitely making sure that you're balancing your stress. You have outlets. You're not, you know, trying not to be lonely or reaching out, especially during this time to your friends, your colleagues, you're seeing a therapist if you you have to talk about what's going on in your life. And then also like just, you know, getting proper sleep also means turning off your devices. So people tend to be even more on their social media and more on their devices later on because there's really just, there's no, there's not as much structure when you're working from home. So just really is trying to create that structure so that you can get away from that blue light before bed and get that good quality sleep. Sleep is paramount. And then also incorporating foods that are phytoestrogens like soy, chickpea, flax seeds. These are phytoestrogens or plant estrogens so that they, when ingested, will mimic estrogens in quality. So they'll bind to estrogen receptors. And when your hormones are fluctuating or you're losing estrogen and you have a phytoestrogen, a weaker estrogen, it can help with some of the symptoms of menopause. So that's one thing that I do a lot in practice. So changing the diet. And then there's a whole bunch of fantastic herbs that I love. So Chase Tree is a wonderful one. It's common. It's great for helping to regulate menstrual issues. So cycle regularity is great for breast tenderness and irritability. And so that's one of my number one herbs I use in practice. Is it like in a pill form? Yeah. Yeah. So I typically use usually combination herbs. So if you go to Take Harmony, they'll have a whole bunch that three specific ones for the different phases. But so I use that a lot in practice, that specific brand and other brands as well. But they have three specific products that can be used depending on what phase you are in this transitional period. And Chase Tree is one of the ingredients. Angelica is another herb that I love. It's a Chinese medicine herb, which is a whole system of medicine that is fantastic actually for treating the menopausal symptoms, particularly the hot flashes and night sweats. It's really great for that. Chinese yam. And one of my other favorite ones is peony because it's great for cycle regulation. So, you know, when the cycle starts to get thrown off a little bit with these hormone fluctuations, peony tends to be wonderful at helping to regulate that so that it's just not a surprise, you know, so you get some kind of semblance of normal and it's more balanced as you grab gradually enter menopause. It's not just a shock and all over the place. So it's a really good herb for that. And the other ingredients that I love are going to be the ones to support the bone health and the heart health. So that's the calcium, magnesium, and vitamin D. Particularly right now, because low vitamin D status is not a good thing, especially with everyone wanting to support their immune system. Vitamin D is very important for that, but it's also important for your bone health and for your heart health. It's really important for helping the heart muscle work really well. So you want your vitamin D, your magnesium, and your calcium as well uh, to support you as you're heading into menopause. I feel like I should go to the health food store (laughs) 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 and go for a walk because it's sunny outside and I should probably get some vitamin D. Yes. Yes. Vitamin D. You can't say enough about that. Very important vitamin. That's actually a hormone in the body, actually. So it's so important. And us Canadians, you know, in the Northern latitudes, we just are not getting enough of it. Yeah. Especially because of winter, right? We're sitting inside. 
even nowadays, because most people are working from home, you're literally not even like going outside on your lunch break or going from your car to the building or walking to the subway, whatever it is. It's just wake up, sit inside, go to bed. So are there, besides the Harmony website that you were talking about, what was it called again? Harmony Tree? Takeharmony.ca. Okay, .ca. So I'm going to put that in the episode notes for this episode. Are there any other resources that you would recommend for women to learn about menopause? You know, not off the top that I typically tend to go to per se, but I would say you know, if you haven't already, work with a health a healthcare provider who can give more specific and individual knowledge and really help support you where, where you're at in your journey. And so that could be like a holistic nutritionist. It could be a naturopathic doctor like myself, someone who does a lot with women's hormonal health specific to you. You can't really go wrong with that. But there's probably other resources out there. I just the main ones, takeharmony.ca. And, you know, if you, there are lots of just regular medical sites that are pretty well researched and, and supported that you can get definitions from and, and, you know, things that way. But I'd say really consult your healthcare provider so that you can get more specific, direct information that would be just more specific to you. Yeah. And I guess if people are younger, asking the women and their family who are older what their experience was like, you know, open up that conversation. Or if you're in your 40s, talk to your friends has like just to normalize it, you know, and start the conversation. So to end, I will just ask you to tell us where people can find you online. And I'm assuming through your clinic, you're seeing people virtually. So if they wanted to make an appointment, how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, sure. I mean, we are essential workers, so we are open fully. I'm seeing a lot of people virtually, but you can also come to the clinic. Our handle on Instagram is Rose Health Clinic. And so you can look us up there. And Olivia Rose ND is my personal handle as well. All of that will be in the episode notes. So yeah, thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I'm excited to get this out there. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.